0: Hello and welcome to episode number two of the Construction Engineering Show, a show dedicated to civil engineers and construction professionals who work in the heavy highway construction industry. So what I thought I'd do in this inaugural episode is spend a little time, as narcissistic as it might be, introducing myself and podcasts. I'm a podcast junkie by by trade and there is so much content. There are so many providers any area of interest that I think you could possibly have. Now there's a, there's at least a dozen, if not tons more, uh, podcasts to be able to listen to. So at least establishing a point of credibility hopefully would make you want to come back and and explore the content here on the podcast, uh, to be able to check out the website and a lot of the stuff that I've been posting over the years and just give you a general flair for what type of things you might be able to expect as this podcast moves forward. So I'm a civil engineer professional engineer, licensed in Illinois, Indiana, and Iowa. I went to Michigan State and finished my undergrad studies at the University of Illinois in 1989. It, it's hard to look back and know that that was 30 years ago because it seems like it could be three years ago, but time has moved so quickly and there's been so many experiences on the work side and construction. It's, it's pretty amazing of the ground that I've covered personally over that tenure. Um, when I got out of school, I had a geotechnical type background and knew all along I, I, wanted to, I wanted to start in construction. That's something that I wanted to do. So I was fortunate to hire on at a company called Conzer Townsend and Associates in Chicago. We, um, they were a municipal type company, but had a construction group. And I was assigned to oversee, not oversee, but be involved with uh, several road construction interstate projects at that early time. Our company was involved in designing the site work for Terminal 5, the International Terminal. So I spent three years out there as our kind of boots on the ground rep as the designers. So spent a lot of time troubleshooting um, and then being involved in the construction process of a, of a large job like that. So I kind of found myself in an airport kind of niche just in having a couple of projects like that under my belt here in my mid-twenties. So when I came back to Chicago after Tampa, I hired on with a local local company who was serving as the owner's representative out at O'Hare Airport. So we were project managers and technical design review engineers for different sorts of projects that were going on at the airport. Again, just more anchoring of exposure to different projects, to seeing large programs put into place, troubleshooting and being involved in lots of different types of problems. Um, Great exposure for a young engineer. There was no doubt about it. And in that time, I had asked our owner, Pat Harbour of Harbour Contractors, whether or not he had any interest in thinking about starting an engineering company. So on my own time, I, for six months, pretty much got all of the paperwork established and registered Harbour Engineering as a company. It was a stretch for me because it moved me into more of an entrepreneurial type business mode. Even though Harbor Engineering was a subsidiary and worked underneath Harbor Contractors, it wasn't as if it was a standalone financially business unit, but all of the day-to-day management problems, proposal writing, tracking budgets, taking care of billings and invoices, all the things that go along with running an engineering company were pretty much in my lap, and I enjoyed it. I, I look back at that as a great experience for me in learning the business side of engineering I was very lucky and blessed that Pat Harper was willing to take the entrepreneurial spirit and try a new venture and it took two years of proposal writing and submissions and coming up with subconsultants and building teams but ultimately in 1996 we were fortunately selected to participate as the resident engineers of the relocation of Lakeshore Drive around Soldier Field. Uh, at the time it was a huge public works project. Lakeshore Drive was relocated from the east side of the stadium to the west side and we built the museum campus and a bunch of parkland along the lakefront. Um, to this day, probably the most fun I've had, the project that I'm most proud of. Um, we had a great team, a great contract, a lot of fun. We just had a lot of fun building that job. So once that was done, I got the itch to try hard dollar. I said I wanted to jump and see what it would like be like on the, on the construction side. So at the time, Tang and Associates, a local A&E firm here, had started a design-build branch, uh, Tang Construction, where at that time, the fiber optic, the long-haul telecommunications boom was going full bore. And we were involved with a large fiber spine that was built between Indianapolis and Wisconsin. So I got my feet wet on what it takes to be a contractor. And I can tell you, we will have episodes down the road that we'll talk about The difference between civil engineering as a designer, civil engineering as a resident engineer and agency oversight and being a hard dollar, hard dollar contractor. It's a different world. It's a different mindset. It's a different level of stress. I'll be anxious to have a couple of couple of posts and we'll discuss that more down the road. But uh, it was a good tour. I'm glad I did it. I would not ever be a contractor ever again. I don't want to slight any of those of you who work on the hard dollar side because I know you're out there. And you're either made and enjoy that type of atmosphere and that type of work pace or you don't. So so, so. anyway, uh, once we got done with that, Harbor took me back. I ended up going back to uh, do another tour of uh, Lakeshore Drive. We ended up overseeing as a resident the reconstruction of Lakeshore, South Lakeshore Drive around the Museum of Science and Industry. And at that time, back at Harbor as well, we had done a lot of survey and construction layout for Harbor contractor type building facilities. Uh, they had the construction end and Harbor engineering. We did a lot of their construction staking. Um, it ended up being a good tour. I really enjoyed the hands-on approach to spending time in the field. Uh, construction staking in it, into itself is its own level of stress. Knowing that you're pulling your points on MicroStation in the morning, knowing you've got to get those loaded up in the data collector and then get everything on and on the nails every day and not miss so that the contractors install what you want, where they want it. Um, That in itself, good tour, but also high pressure as well, too. So every, every job and everything that we do comes with a certain level of stress, and that was no different. So... I always say props to surveyors, props to layout techs. Anytime you have an opportunity to help your layout guys when they're struggling with an issue, you always jump in first. So anyway, after that tour uh, in 2007, I was fortunate that uh, Knight Engineers, who I'm currently working for right now, had a position opening for a resident engineer, and I've been here ever since. So we've uh, overseen quite a few uh, significant expressway reconstruction efforts in the Chicagoland area. I will tell you and I'm sure some of those folks who know people on our crew we have some of the most amazing construction professionals on our staff some of the hardest working people that I know when you have a collection of individuals that have an outstanding work ethic that work together as a team it's a pretty seamless effort and I truly think that there isn't a project that our company couldn't be thrown on the construction side for oversight that we couldn't tackle and do successfully. So that's just based on the folks that we have, the ethic, the level of professionalism, the knowledge base that we have. So I'm I'm as lucky as anybody to be surrounded by uh, such great people that have helped me succeed in my role and what I've provided and of course hopefully provided something back towards them. So that's a seven minute resume of a thirty year career and hopefully gives you at least a little bit of background of uh, who you're listening to and the type of source that at least you'd be pulling information from. So let's talk about some of the things that I do outside of this and why this podcast is being put out there right now. Since 2006, I have had a website, Hildebransky.com. Now, you might say it's quite narcissistic of somebody to take a website and name it after himself. But, of course, that's never been the intent. The URL was available at that time, and I thought, all right, I'm going to secure it because it's my name, and I've held it ever since in the past few years I have really ramped up what I have been trying to do with the site itself. Um, Not too long ago I served as an adjunct instructor at Westwood College. They are now uh, defunct but at the time I was teaching surveying and uh, senior project management class in a construction management type program and it was my first venture into formalized classroom type instruction and it was a great experience. It was certainly not a moneymaker. I think I got a thousand dollars to teach one class. I think when I ran the numbers out, I made about four dollars an hour doing it. But to be in the education environment, to be with students that are trying to break into a profession that I had already been involved with and to be able to present that type of knowledge at that level with that kind of acumen of students, It was a great experience and it pretty much became kind of the launching pad for me to want to start writing more technical type articles and sharing more uh, that type of information on the website. So probably in 2015 or 2016, I started posting a lot of long form articles on the website. I have always enjoyed writing postmortems. I think they're after actions reviews and discussing what what happened on a project, how a problem was solved, the degree of information and the decisions that were made to get to a solution, you'll find a lot of the articles are based around that and I think that that is the true means of providing that baseline education for how a problem is solved, things that we had struggled with on our projects and that Long Farm article ended up being pretty much a a staple of that website Now I still continue to do it today. I haven't treated it much as a place to like blather on. I don't get into any kind of social issues. I <laughs> once in a while you might hear me riff about a uh, a work-related issue or something that's going on at the site, something that we've struggled with that might have me expound in a different direction, but the basis of what I have written has truly been to just pass on knowledge and that's it. It's always in my mind of What do the young engineers in their 20s, what did I need in my 20s? What were the type of things that I was hoping to gain and add to my toolbox? That's what the website is for. And I hope that this podcast can end up being an extension of that. So obviously I have so many plans and so many ideas for topics of discussion here for future articles to write, postings that'll come out, and if I can somehow find a way to uh, mash the long form or the articles on the website with the podcasts here, uh, that's the ultimate goal. So I certainly want to try to generate a listenership that is um, interested in this type of content, interested in this kind of discussion, and that is uh, will, willing to come back and spend 10 or 15 minutes with me every couple times a week and looking at issues like that. So you'll hear me say it again and again. Thanks for stopping by. I appreciate you taking time out of your day and taking a risk on a new podcast. I hope it's at least sounds like it's going to be a worthwhile endeavor. Um, Hit the subscribe button as new issues come out. Certainly want to get you punched in. Also swing on over to the website, Hildebranski.com. There's a link in the show notes. I'd suggest just scroll through the homepage and find a couple articles that sound like they're of interest. Again, give you a flair for who I am and what this is all about. So, all right. Well, again, thanks for stopping by until next time. We'll see you then. Thanks.